famines are real. Famines are not just situations or seasons that come to people who are so bad or so evil or who have annoyed God because of what they have done. Famines are real and they happen to all of us. They come to human beings. They come to people. And um, as a continuation, as I enter into this third series, which I want to talk about the God of multiplication, turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 26. I want to read verses 12 to 16 and then talk about the God of multiplication. The Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering. I want you to hear those words. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had the possessions, or he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. That's interesting. I want you to know that. The Philistines envied him. Verse 15. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. I want to take this opportunity to really recap a little bit and help you to understand why I'm talking about the God of multiplication while, I st while my key message is surviving your famine. I want you to understand Isaac, the son of Abraham, finds himself in Gerar. He finds him hosted by the Philistines and um, a season, the season changes. He is a blessed man. He has a wife. He has, you know, he has a wife. He has flocks. He's a rich guy. He has money. He has wealth. He has prestige. But immediately, the season changes. And the period of abundance is over. And now he is faced with a famine that is threatening his survival and the survival of his servants and his animals. And he has to come up with a solution as the head of the family. He has to make a decision. He has to make a decision. He has to come up with a decision that secures his future, protects his presence, and also guarantees the family's survival. And Isaac has to make this decision with a background, with a baggage that he has pulled over when he was young, from the days of his father Abraham when there was famine. Because what happened? There was a famine bigger or just like this one that had happened when Isaac was a young man and his dad, Abraham, the father of faith, you know, reacted to the famine. The famine that came to them made Abraham make a decision to pack them up and put them on camels, I believe, and send them to Egypt to survive so that they can escape the famine. And this time, without thinking, his son later, years after Abraham is dead, his son finds himself in a situation facing a famine situation. And without thinking, he tells his family, we are moving. Why? We are getting out. We're getting out of here. We can't face this famine here in the land of Philistine. We have to go to Egypt because according to him, his dad had programmed in his mind that when there are famines, you run. 
You run. You don't think about surviving the famine. When things don't go the way you expected them to be, when things are not favoring you, when circumstances are against you, and when people turn against you, you know, you run. You run. You don't think of surviving it and living to tell a story. So he tells us people, I'm getting out. We're getting out. We're going to Egypt. That's what our dad told us. We run away. We run when things don't work out. And God stops him and tells him, do not leave Gerar. Do not go down to Egypt. Stay here and I will bless you. I will bless you. Stay in this land and I will bless you. Uh, he says, I will bless you in this land. I want to recapitulate and send, and say, you know, in verses, in verses 2, he says, then the Lord appeared to him in verse 2 of chapter 26 and says, do not go down to Egypt. Live in this land for which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I'll be with you and bless you. For you, for to you and your descendants, I give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I saw to Abraham, your father. I'll make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. That's where my message today comes from the God of multiplication you know God multiplies us when we find ourselves at the center of his will he says I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and I will give to your descendants all these lands and in a seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my church my commandments and my statutes and my laws God tells him do not leave stay in this land I know there is famine but I will bless you in this famine. I will prosper you in this famine. I know there is famine, but this is not your end. Your animals will not die. Your people will not suffer if you stay here because at my word. And I don't have to really, you know, really go farther than I am before I tell you that the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.3, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What was the word of God for this for Isaac's famine situation. It was, do not leave. Do not leave. And some of you seated there are on the run. <laughs> Already you've run away from your marriage. You've run away from your job. You've run away from, you know, from people that love you and care for you. You are in isolation mode. And you don't want even to be seen by people. And you want people to see you. This message is for you. If you're going through a difficult time, if you're going through a time of famine, whether it's sickness or disease, or whether it's a marriage, your marriage is, on, is going through turbulence, or whether your children are disobedient or they are unruly, or you have a teenager that is becoming really a spirit, to, you know, a, a tormentor to you, or you have a job situation where you have a boss who is the biggest thorn in your flesh, or you're in a church where you feel things are not working out for you and you feel like running away, just wait and do do not make a decision until you hear this message. God tells Isaac, if you live in this land, I will make you to survive the famine. I will bless you and I will multiply you. I want you to understand as I talk about the God of multiplication, I am talking about multiplication that finds you at the center of God's will. When you know you are in the center of God's will, when you know that God is with you in this situation, when you know that you are doing what you are doing at the commandment of God and you have the peace of God and the rule of God in your heart, you can settle knowing that my God is with me. My God is out to bless me. My God is going to secure me and protect me and cover me. That assurance does not come to people who are doing things on trial and error basis.
You cannot expect God to come to your situation if you have other avenues that you are exploring. Or you are trying to consult this, you are going to be this. When you, be, when you become still, that's the time when you know that God is, is God because he comes through for you. And then he gives you the grace, the power, the idea, the wisdom to survive your famine. He tells him, I will bless you and I will multiply you. Let me just tell you about multiplication. Multiplication is a very interesting sign. I, I wish I went to school to learn multiplication only. <laughs> I wish I went to school to learn multiplication only because multiplication always quantifies and makes things better. But let me tell you the truth, and I was not lying to you before. We all went through the school system, but we were never introduced to multiplication. We were never introduced to the multiplication sign, not unless we went to an angel, a school of angels. If you went to a school system like me, you were never introduced to multiplications the first time. You were introduced to subtraction, to, to subtraction and addition. You were told how to add one plus one, and you were told it becomes two. You were told how to add two plus one, and it becomes three. You were told how to add three plus one, and it became four. You were told how to add three plus, you know, four plus one, and it became five. And then after you became familiar with the addition sign, after you were told how to add things and quantify them, then you were introduced to the, multiplication, to the, to the minus sign. The, the teacher, your mathematics teacher, introduced you to subtraction. And he tried to tell you, if you had the five eggs and you had one, how many eggs did you remain with? Then you remain with four. If you had four and you had two, how many did you remain with? You remain with two. If you had two eggs and you, you gave your friend one, how many did you remain with? You remained with one. What the teacher was trying to teach you is the minus sign. And today I want to pick those two signs before I, I bring the God of multiplication and try to bring you to understand as we grow up, we go through minus times when we are subtracted and times that we are experience additions before we experience multiplication. Some of you watching me right now on this telecast, you don't remember the last time you had anything added to you. You don't remember the last time your job you are given an ex, you know, you are had it, your salary was taken up. You don't remember the time your life really showed some progress. Some of you are stuck. Some of you have been stuck for two years. You have been stuck in the same position for five years. You've been stuck in the same situation. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You're wondering, God, God, where are you? I'm your child. I believe in you. Why are you not helping me out? But I want you to know that sometimes God will take you through subtraction before he introduces you to additions and if you can thank him through subtraction if you can thank him when things are not going well actually you are losing you are you seem like things are being subtracted out of your life i guarantee you if you can bless him if you can worship him if you can still make him your god when things are not going on well then which i want to call subtraction times or seasons of subtraction then god will quickly transition you to the to the to the to the moments of addition or a season where things are added into your life 
if you are faithful to bless him and to exalt him and to lift him up and give him the glory that he deserves, let me tell you the truth, my brethren, as you watch me, as you are watching this telecast, you will find yourself entering into the season of multiplication. Let me help you to understand a little bit more as I pick on the children of Israel. The children of Israel lived in the land of bondage in Egypt for 400, and, for 400 years. In total, they were there for 430 years. For, th uh, for 30 years, they lived, 30 years is when Joseph was in power and things were great. They enjoyed the they enjoyed abundance. They enjoyed plenty. They enjoyed security. They, they, they prospered. Their animals multiplied and everything else. But when Joseph dies, the Bible tells us that there came a Pharaoh who never knew Joseph. This Pharaoh enslaved them for exactly 400 years. 400 years working without pay. 400 years working without income. You are supposed to have made millions, but you have no penny. You are a slave. 400 years. But God quickly sent Moses to deliver them at, after 400 years were over through the exodus that each one of us know the story very much. I will not dwell on that much. And he starts getting them out. On one night, one night, the night of Passover, the Passover night, the night of the exodus, God commands them to go and borrow silver gold and all that precious stones and everything from the Egyptian masters, their neighbors. And the Bible says God gave them favor and they were given all the gold they need, the gold they never had for 400 years. They were given all that that they never had. In other words, they became wealthy overnight. The Bible says that one night they plundered the economy of Egypt. They left Egypt when they had experienced nothing. They are just barely enough. They move out when they are blessed. They have been added. They have money. They have everything else. But God tells them, I'm going to take you to a land of milk and honey. A land where you're going to dig copper and iron. Where a land that are blessed. You're going to occupy houses that you never build and farms that you never planted. You're going to harvest. You're going to occupy a land that you have not bought that I'll give to you. They, as they went through, God took them through seasons. In the desert, they had manna. Manna was not enough. It was enough for morning, evening, and lunch. But you could not take manna and take it to the bank. You could not take manna and put it in the fridge because they had no fridges in the wilderness. It was enough for that one day. And some of you, you are actually living on barely enough. You don't have money for tomorrow, but at least you have money for today. You don't have money for next month. You don't know where money is going to come from, but you have money for today. I want you to know if you continue trusting God and survive this, God will lead you to the next level that is enough. You will have enough. They had enough for the day. They had enough. And at the end of the day, when they ended the land of promise, they had more than enough. They were multiplied. They experienced multiplication. 